Good morning, friends, and welcome to Hamburg Lord, the show where we explore the weird characters and history that's used to sell you food and other garbage. I'm your host, Cam Koenig. And I am too. No, and I'm Nathan Brandt. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and today we're joined by our good, good pal, Caitlin Redwing. Caitlin, how are you? Hello, I'm good. Thank you for having me on. I'm like, you were doing your intro and I was imagining your little like jazzy elevator music intro. <laughs> like you started talking, I was like, ooh, I can hear it right now. I've set the scene in my own yeah, brain. Yeah, exactly. We, the vibes. Very evocative here on Hamburg Uh <laughs> Caitlin, so something that we ask all of our guests when they come on this godforsaken program is, what is your favorite fast food item? Yes, I love this question. I have two answers because one of okay. them, I don't have one of these near me anymore, but I used mm. to live near a Tom and Chi. Tom I, and Chi. I've never yes. had that. Which some people haven't. They were on like Shark Tank in 2013 or something for like their yes. famous grilled cheese donut. Oh, mm -hmm. shit. That sounds good. Cam, Cam just dilated. Yeah. I have activated. <laughs> and as someone who's lactose intolerant, this feels like an unacceptable answer. But I just love their grilled cheeses hey. so much. Honestly, most of the people that I know that are lactose intolerant do not give a fuck because cheese is really good. I had pizza for yeah. dinner last night. Like, yeah. yeah. Just I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they have this sandwich called the Flying Pig, which, sorry for, like, vegans, vegetarians. Yeah, Nate, fuck out of here. Ooh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll live. I'll live. Don't worry about it. Uh, it's Gouda and, like, bacon, turkey, and pickles. Oh, shit. And it's oh, just, fuck. I dream about this sandwich. Holy fuck. So for those that don't know, Tom and Chi is like a like a grilled cheese and tomato uh, soup, like mm. a restaurant, yes. right? Yes. They're kind of like a fast food. They are a chain. There's just They're like a Cadoba ask like yeah. it's quick okay. it's a quick service restaurant okay. at yeah. QSR. But if like I can't have that, I'm just I'm a creature of habit, so I get the same thing at McDonald's every time, which is their like buttermilk chicken sandwich. Yeah, hell yeah. This, oh. It's like the only thing I get. The audacity of a sandwich that a chicken sandwich where it's like, it's just the fucking chicken and the bread yeah. fucking deal with it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I take the bottom bun off. I, I do this with like any sandwich. That's fine. I don't know. I just grab no it. No shame like... here. No shame here. Oh, it's always too much bread. Yeah, it is. You're right. No, that's you'll get the bread slow down otherwise. But like you so you it's not an open face. It's an open ass. An <laughs> 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 open ass chicken it's a, sandwich. It's a yeah. Yeah, do you, chicken do sandwich. you eat the face or the ass of the sandwich first? Mm. <laughs> I always flip my burgers upside down the way I grab them. I always flip them upside I used to down do that, too. And people uh, are like, that's weird. And I'm like, I, 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 don't, I, don't know. I, I have just always done that. I haven't in a, in like the past, like five years for literally no reason. But like people always made fun of me in like high school and like early parts of college because they're like, why the fuck is your fucking burger upside down dude i'm like i don't know <laughs> keep your eyes on your own fucking burger yeah. dude my eyes are up here me alone <laughs> i've asked for like new bottom buns at restaurants because if they come like too soggy like mm. wet bread makes me want to vomit uh it's I'm a like, texture thing it's yeah i'm like yeah. something that shouldn't be wet yeah just <laughs> 
Oh, no, no, I totally get that. And like, I am a big pansy wimp and would never, ever, ever dare to be like, excuse me, I this food wasn't perfect to my satisfaction. Can you give me a different one? Because I'd be worried that they would just like punch me in the face and then spit in my food. Well, uh, speaking of soggy bottom buns. Um, we them soggy bottom boys. Today, yeah. my friends, I'm going to take you on a trip behind the music. Oh, two brothers named AC and Bebop and DC. <laughs> yes, the, the titular heroes uh, found that they had musical compatibility while humming some tunes together in the backyard of their home in the L.A. suburbs. They decided to start a band and they added their cousin Red, age 12, and recruited a bass player named Zoot. And thus, the vinyls were born. I have no idea what this is. Same. I have no idea what this is still. That's the point. I know. <laughs> the vinyls were born, playing local shows and performing at local high schools. Eventually, they earned the, the attention of an up-and-coming manager, Rudy Begaman, earning them their first paid show at La Roche Lounge, a small bar, you know, kind of in the middle of nowhere. This is kind of like fucking hole in the wall, like dive bar looking place. Uh, things seemed kind of stagnant after this for the band. Uh, they, they got their first gig, but like nobody was really paying attention to them. Uh, at this point, they decided to, you know, they're going to get rid of Zoot. They released him. They just didn't really feel like he vibed very well with the rest of the band. He didn't Zoot suit them. He felt no uh, anger uh, towards the bandmates um, or anything like that. He understood why they did it, but I, it, it did affect him. He never really fully recovered emotionally from this. This feels like a true crime podcast. I was just going to say that this is the podcast equivalent of edging because I have no idea what's going on. None of these people have normal names. No, of course they don't. Yeah. No, there's like Zoot and Squimple or whatever the hell. Yeah. Squimple. Oh, yeah, I love the Battletoads. So like Zoot, you know, didn't really feel any sort of anger towards the bandmates. He understood like there was just like a difference of communication and creative differences is like what you would see. Like that's why the band broke up or whatever. Um but the other three stuck together and uh, Zoot, you know, he like, you know, I said he never really fully recovered emotionally. He was always going around talking to whoever would listen about how he wrote like all of the vinyl's best songs. Up at this point, uh, they decided, you know, we wanted to kind of uh, really keep pushing for our big break. Uh, so the vinyl's recruited the renowned bassist and vocalist Stretch Thompson to fill out their sound. Uh, and shortly after, they actually received their first television gig, which, you know, good for them. That's awesome. Um, they earned a performance spot on the hit television program, Talent of Consequences, hosted by Ed McMillan and Banana White. Uh, you two are so confused. This is my favorite thing. Uh, <laughs> I can't get over the names. What I, what I want people to do is I want you to tweet at me the exact time code of this episode where you knew what Cam was talking about. <laughs> Post it in our Discord or something. I actually genuinely want to know. Uh, so the hosts were, you know, relatively uncertain about trusting their like large television audience with a relatively unknown band. Uh, so they they presented a challenge to them. Perform a song as best as you can. While being under a 16 ton steel block held up only by Banana White herself. Just being held on by a rope. That's it. Like you're holding me on, on the end of my rope right now. The performance 
was electric. The audience was in love with the vinyls, blowing both of the hosts away. But unfortunately, tragedy struck. Banana White was so moved by the performance that she started clapping, dropping the rope, crushing the band. This placed the vinyls in the hospital for the next year. Headlines filled the news, describing them as, quote, a smash hit. And from there, they embraced the name given to them from these articles and from then on changed their band name to from the vinyls to the California Raisins. I okay. Oh my <laughs> okay. god. Okay. Wow. Okay. Kids <laughs> Kids, if you don't know what the California Raisins were, they were a claymation. Yep. Uh yep. abomination. And yep. as a kid, I was afraid of claymation. So this is <laughs> very honestly good. terrifying. I like yeah. something yeah. about them as a kid really fucked me up. Eldritch. It took me way too long to realize. Even after you said they were crushed, I was like, wow, I was like, that must have been traumatic. Yeah, I can't yeah. believe I haven't heard of this before. Yeah. Oh, the second that Cam said California Raisins, that's when I knew when Cam, what Cam was talking about. <laughs> so I'm behind you. Don't um, even worry. It is worth noting uh, vinyls is actually spelled V-I-N-E dash Y-L-S. Good. Because um, okay. everything is a pun in this world. Um, Good. The story continues. Their song Tutti Fruity that they performed on this television show had been absolutely killing it on the airwaves. It's um, not even their song, though. Every song they do is a cover. Like, they just okay. did a shitload oh, okay. of, like, Motown songs. Like, yeah. um, their, like, most known song that they did as the California Raisins was Heard It Through the Grapevine, which, a fucking course. <sighs> um, <laughs> but as the the year of recovery went on, it was very hard and very you know, tough for them. The public largely forgot about this band that had just absolutely just shocked everybody on the airwaves and then met their untimely demise. Uh, thankfully, they had been able to keep their talents sharp by performing for fellow patients in the hospital. But upon their release, the British broccoli invasion was in full swing. The artist Lick Broccoli was all the labels cared about Ew. lick broccoli is a pun on mick jagger apparently it's not a good pun but <sighs> i never would have been able to even tell you what that was Me a neither. pun for honestly i had to look it up i'm like who the fuck is lick, lick broccoli? broccoli christ lick broccoli was all the labels cared about this was the sound that was that was popular with the kids nobody cared about the california raisins and the sound they had anymore they largely just forgot about them uh times were tough from this point on for the raisins as they you know were finally discharged from the hospital a year after the unfortunate incident. Uh, they were facing monumental medical bills and a public that just largely forgot they existed. Their manager tried to think outside the box for ways for them to, you know, climb back up to the top, become like something in the public eye again, including l performing live elevator music or, uh, you know, singing. <laughs> that's a thing. Uh, <laughs> singing telegrams <laughs> or even doing... Films with the then unknown Italian director Federico Rasberini. Uh, <laughs> the films were bad. Um, Some Italian neo-realist. Uh, their, their first, uh, their first movie. Uh, only two people watched it, and then their third, their second and third ones. You know, they they were a little bit better, but they were still pretty bad. Like in terms, like in terms of just reception, to the point um, where the, uh, they were, they were embargoed from leaving Europe by the European Union. So these films were never seen outside of Europe, uh, keeping, uh, them from regaining that lost popularity they had in the United States. Okay. Full stop. 
how much of this are you making up and how much of this is real lore? I am not making any of this up. Oh my oh. God. Okay. Cause I'm sitting here thinking like, Jesus, Cam, like <laughs> <laughs> you're making up like, all this galaxy brain. Like I am actually on the edge of my seat right now. I keep like leaning more forward cause I'm ingrained. <laughs> I said it was edging. Yeah. I promise you this story gets wilder. <laughs> okay. Lick broccoli. Bebop stretch and red. As a last ditch effort, uh, the Raisins decided to go on tour with the little money they had. Um, they they weren't the best at planning tours, getting back in the public eye. So that was something they've always really struggled with. Um, they decided to go a more artistic route and be the first band to tour the Arctic Circle. Um, <laughs> Trying to get that like you know that PR bump uh, from there. Unsurprisingly, this was not successful at all. Um, penguins don't have money, turns out. Um, <laughs> How were they were they releasing like a series of like were they TV ads into this like whole? So I, I see that there's like a two disc DVD collection or something. Maybe this is fake. Maybe it's real. This is actually I am literally reading you a summary of the plot of one of the movies. Oh, one of one what? of the movies. Was, I okay. was going to say this had to have been a series of yes. movies because there's so much happening in their lives. I am present I am presenting this as like a behind the music thing because they like did a the the animation uh guy who was like in charge of like the team that worked with the California Raisins brand. Uh he uh put together this movie called meet the raisins uh yes. and oh like a like a mockumentary like, it's, it's a mockumentary yeah it's cool. it's basically like a behind the music style like documentary of the rise and fall and rise again of the california raisins i want to watch a band. this um so wait so okay hold on i'm sorry they were grapes before yes they've always been raisins as far as i know <laughs> to have at one point in their little raisin i guess play yeah. lives had to have been grapes yeah i guess <laughs> if you don't know the california raisins for no reason for no raisin they were absolutely extremely popular and like my aunt has like a bunch of california raisins merch and stuff i'm like yep. i remember my grandma having them and i was afraid of them yeah Yes, like, they they have the same kind of like collectible value of a lot of the like Coca-Cola polar bear stuff. Um, I feel like less yes acknowledged today than a lot of the Coca-Cola stuff because they look like rotten boogers, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's, they it's they gross. do look like boogers. Yeah. So unsurprisingly, you know, since uh, penguins do not have money, uh, this tour was not successful at all. Um, and the manager just said, you know what? No, we're we're gonna fucking call it quits. Like this isn't working out. The band like. They were all like doing a bunch of infighting. Tempers were really high. Like everybody was just frustrated and exhausted and they just decided to call it quits. On September 14th, just outside of Fresno, California, their plane traveling home is struck by lightning. <laughs> oh shit, are they in the 27 Club? And is sent careening towards a concert hall <laughs> where at the time, Lick Broccoli and his band The Herbicides are performing. The Herbicides. That's a good. That's name. a good. That's that a good name. So, it is. I want it to be. I want it to be spelled like Broken Side. <laughs> <laughs> the plane collides with the concert hall, but the raisins decide to take the opportunity after crashing into the building to rush out onto the stage and perform one last show. So no one was killed in this. Uh... I I imagine the only way, and I wonder if they did this. And I'm sorry if they did. 
I'm imagining like a Toy Story 3 style where they're like, Oh, they're all holding hands, like going towards the incinerator. But instead, it's the raisins being—they're gonna like someone's baking cookies, and they're being dumped <laughs> into the mixing bowl. <laughs> That's really funny. The crowd goes absolutely wild at this performance. I'm assuming based just on the pure theatricality of a plane <laughs> crashing into the building, and then a band rushing out and performing a sick ass Motown set. The performance is televised. Assuming I'm I'm assuming because of all of the news crews that were rushing there to see a building getting like destroyed by a plane. But this incident sparked the life back into the Raisins dying career. From this point on, they became an international sensation. It is unknown what happened to Lick Broccoli and his band during this incident. <laughs> they were killed on purpose. This yeah, was a hit job. This, yeah, I think they're dead personally. This did tur this turned into a true crime podcast. Yeah. Yes. Like unsolved murder, yeah. unsolved mysteries of what <laughs> happened to Lick Broccoli and the mm. the, and the herbicides. herbicides. God, that's a good band name. I can't get over that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In this story of family, tragedy, and triumph, one thing remains clear, and I am quoting directly from the end of this movie here. Some are born grape. Others achieve grapeness, then few, few have grapeness thrust upon them. I don't want somebody's grapeness thrust upon me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not good. Uh, so a couple of not actual story things to go over that I thought were interesting. Um, so they were originally created in 1986 for a sun-made commercial from the California Raisin Advisory Board. That is a lot later than I expected. Yeah. Me too, me too. I thought they I had been around in like the late 70s. Yeah. But I didn't realize that it was like a late 80s thing. But also time is meaningless, turns out. Mm -hmm. True. Because I, I was picturing them kind of like the era of the Beatles. Sure, yeah. Because that's kind of how I'm picturing them. Yeah, is... especially with the whole like fucking British invasion arc in their story. <laughs> like, Basically. Yeah. Yeah. They do their final performance on top of a building and they're like, crazy. <laughs> is everyone in their universe like food items or is it actual people Ooh. so from what i've seen from the like the like little like video clips that i've seen of the movie and there is actually like a tv show also which i didn't get into because i couldn't really find good synopses of it a television program yeah it was only like one or two seasons um <laughs> Pretty much everybody seems to be, like, based around, like, a food pun. Their fucking manager is named Rudy Begaman, and there's, like, Banana White. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, hey, hey. Um, yeah. I have horrible news. What's that? The same person that made the California Raisins mm -hmm. made the Noid. Yeah. The, what's the Noid? <gasps> <laughs> this is how I know you're slightly younger than me. Um, the Noid was a, uh, we have an episode on it, but uh, he's basically a claymation um, Domino's character that hates pizza. Yes, he he looks familiar. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just, yeah. But yeah, okay. no, it's it's this terrifying claymation era, and the guy who invented both of these looks like Dr. Robotnik got a job. Completely agree. <laughs> yeah. Also did the uh, CG uh, red and yellow M&Ms. 
Okay. Yeah, which is cool. Okay. So this begs the question of what are their arms made out of as well? What right. are the California raisins right. arms made out of? Right. Why is it that I just thought like if you ate one of their arms, would it grow back mm. like a lizard? I mean, they sur- they survived a, a plane crash and also getting crushed by 16 yeah. tons of steel. Like they must be able to regrow their limbs. Yeah. Are raisins zombie grapes? Hmm. Maybe. Yeah. It really make a you think, huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, the writer for an ad firm named uh, Seth Warner, who was working with the advisory board, uh, came up with the idea for the commercial stating, quote, we've tried everything but dancing raisins singing. I heard it through the grapevine. Um, it was just basically like, I don't know, let's fucking do this because we're out of ideas. And then the California raisins were born. And everyone was just like, fuck yeah, dude. Entirely. Um, yeah. Could you imagine getting hype over raisins? Couldn't be me. Uh, fun fact. This is my final note here. Uh, this advertising campaign doesn't exist anymore because it was actually too successful. Just like the Noid. Yeah, no, these things were fucking everywhere. Um, they were a huge fucking deal. And they like they have movies, they have TV shows like their merch and their they are like they have like gone into like legendary collectible status like the stuff. If you want to find like really good like models of characters from these shows or this movie or this universe, they are expensive um the production cost uh actually ended up costing raisin growers almost twice their earnings i'm assuming because they were so successful that they had to ramp up production so high but they like were getting stiffed on money um the organization that created the campaign shut down due to disagreements with raisin producers about required payments to the organization so like somebody was taking advantage of somebody somewhere um and it really just kind of fucked over a lot of like raisin growers weird which to be honest are grape growers yeah like you don't grow raisins yeah <laughs> yeah the, the the technical term that was listed in the article was raisin producers so right. so much like very much like many uh musical uh acts they uh they they met their demise because of it because of a dispute with their producers yeah, yeah. very good they were a uh, musical group that sold multiple albums in real life. Their cover of Heard It Through the Grapevine hit the Billboard Top 100. I'm not kidding. Uh, uh, fucking, yeah, it was like number 84, which is like way higher than any fucking brand should ever be. That would be like, you know, <laughs> Wendy's new mixtape fucking like blew up on TikTok right now. They give off the same vibe as like, okay, well, we're going to do a fake band to make a shitload of money. Like, they're basically just fucking like a Disney Channel group. Yeah. They're like just wrinkly Jonas Brothers. Uh, Wrinkly Jonas Brothers is is good, actually. It Uh, is, except for the fact that I was like in love with Nick Jonas. So does that mean I am supposed to be in love with one of these little raisins? Was? I mean, do you like Motown Which one is which? Yeah, I honestly don't know. I didn't look that hard. I'm like, I can't keep looking. At these I've fucking been trying things. to like, yeah, I can't look at them. I found like bed sheets that had them on them. And I was like, this is just too much. I hate this. I hate looking at these 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 people. I'm tired of being tangled in their their raisins, their their vines, their lives. And again, they're just raisins. Like there's there's at the end of the day, they're not even selling anything cool or they, good. They it's discovered just that they can sing, and so they started a band and uh, almost died twice and killed another artist. I mean, but how much increase in raisin sales did this 
generate. Oh, it was huge. Like these were the so profits were raisin then. It's probably why we still have raisin. They just paved uh, yeah, the path. Yeah, it's still around yeah. just because the bunch of yeah. people are like, ha ha, grapevine. Classic. <laughs> I'll have some. <laughs> I that one time they did tutti frutti. <laughs> Fantastic, Cam. Yeah. Uh, wow. Round of applause. Thank you. Thank you. I, I knew right away. Like, I originally had this with, like, the info that I pitched at the end, like, about, like, the fun facts at the very top. And I'm like, no, this is actually funnier if I don't tell you who it is. Yeah, because I was scared. You can buy a vinyl of their hit songs on Amazon. Here, I'm putting it in the chat. Oh, thank you. Cam, yeah, yeah. Every every episode, Cam has to buy a vinyl from one of the... Of one of the... <laughs> I... Last time it was, it was oh, Pepsi, man. Not... Too, I love vinyls. That's not too bad. Oh, I have a problem with records. Yeah, I'll think about it. Think about it. All right. Well, uh, uh, let's take a quick break, and then we'll uh, we'll come back with uh, whatever whatever the hell Nate's got. <laughs> All right, we are back. Uh, Nate, take it away. In terms of symbolism, nothing represents the boundless potential of life and endless hope, such as a baby. However, it is quite uncommon to encounter someone who themselves remembers being a baby. Where do babies come from? What do they want? Mm. Is it possible that what a baby truly is, is separate from what we are? Today, I'm going to be telling you about the sinister life force siphoning scheme that has been put in place by the most devious and untrustworthy of baby kind, the Gerber baby. Oh, God. Oh, goodness. <laughs> you said baby, and I'm like, oh, fuck, here yeah. it comes. <laughs> um, so the Gerber baby is the trademark logo of the Gerber Products Company and uh, what Wikipedia describes as an American purveyor of baby food and baby products. <laughs> just the most <laughs> sterile way that you could say that. Baby products is just a scary term yeah it's and, yeah. and i like i i do not have a child uh, i do not plan on having a child so the realm of like baby accoutrement yeah. is like completely a separate from my life what is a baby but an american purveyor of baby products <laughs> yeah. exactly yeah. baby poopy is is a baby product <laughs> we all we all saw that tommy pickles hot wheel oh yeah what you, oh yeah oh, Native, you Native, have you seen that no. It's a Tommy Pickles Hot Wheel and it was a dump truck and the fucking like the truck part was literally filled with shit and it was like coated in like a diaper material. Look up dump truck Tommy Pickles and it's the first photo. Literal dump truck ass. Mm-hmm. Uh... <laughs> this show's so good because I get to break Nate every week. It's so good. Why is there poop? Yeah. Why is there poop? I because know. why? 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 His diaper was always, yeah. you know, Got full. It. It's literally with... a dump truck ass because yeah. it's filled with shit. But on a baby. Yeah. Great. So anyway, <laughs> um, uh, the Gerber baby was drawn by artist Dorothy Hope Smith. The Gerber baby was modeled after Ann Turner Cook, who later became an English teacher and mystery novel writer, which is a good it's like if you're buying Agatha Christie like pureed carrots like it's weird <laughs> to find a baby face that it believed would best represent the new baby food that they were coming up with the company was then called the Fremont Canning Company and it decided to do a contest in the summer of 1928 a good year uh, probably not actually so now 
In the American Power Rangers series, one of the minions of Rita Repulsa was named Finster and created monsters out of clay and then turned them into flesh. And now what I'm telling you today is that Dorothy Hope Smith is a Finster-like being who mm. creates art that then becomes real. Okay. Dorothy Hope Smith okay. desired longer life, and ironically, her name would ring true to what her goal would be for herself. She is a Hope Smith. Um, good. Good. Very good. <laughs> She submitted her initial charcoal sketch of the baby and uh, said uh, that were she to win the contest, she would complete the drawing professionally. Side note, that's a smart move as a professional artist. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah um, you get half now, you get half later. <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice for like any job interview mm -hmm. you have. And they're like, oh, give us like, what would you do in this scenario? And it's like, don't give it all away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Right. Where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> I'll see. I'll tell you where I see you in, in two and a half years. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't if you're good at something, never do it for free or whatever. Tell, exactly. Why don't you tell me where you see me in five years, <laughs> <laughs> buddy? Completing this drawing would no doubt make the baby creature complete uh, in and of itself, satisfying the contract that Dorothy made when setting out to complete the art. However, the Fremont Canning Company liked the initial sketch so much that they wanted to use the sketch as the final art itself. And this may seem like a compliment to the artist that her sketch was so good that it was deemed good enough to be used as the final product. However, the Hope Smith would be horrified that her blood pact with her creation would be tainted by the company accepting this unfinished drawing mm. as complete, thus sealing her fate. This is a villain origin story. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. precisely. <laughs> as soon as the company accepted this drawing, the monstrous baby was set loose on our reality and being incomplete, it desired completeness, a completeness that it would never obtain left to its own devices this is a joke for like three people but this is just like three of the endings to dragon guard <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you can continue that's fine food and corporate mascots are typically a cartoon or some other caricature or like a like a like a person in a suit or whatever um it's rare that a baby would represent a company's brand however the gerber baby was so popular instantly across the country that the Fremont Canning Company changed their name to match the Gerber products that they were making. Shit. So they are now the Gerber Products Company, which is also very, like, sterile and weird. Um, and today, as far as I know, the Gerber baby is the only mascot that is, like, a human, a human baby and not a cartoon or anything like that. Would you consider the Teletubbies baby as, like, a... I guess the Teletubbies are their own mascot. The Teletubbies yeah. know how to use a vacuum, so I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think they're babies. <laughs> they have televisions in their in their in their bodies. The sun is a baby. I don't know if I would call the sun a baby. That's something else. That's Who would win in a fight? The Teletubbies baby in the sun or the Gerber baby? That's a good that question. A great question. <laughs> That's a good question. Let me know in the Discord. Mm. Um <laughs> I'm gonna be thinking about that like all week. Yeah, <laughs> I had no. I didn't have an answer prepared for that question. Does do, do any of us have an answer for that question? I don't think so. I don't think anybody should have an answer. Yeah, you're to right. That. You're right. <laughs> so it being the only mascot that's a baby is kind of further testament to the power of the Gerber baby, incomplete though it may be. However, um, how would the Gerber baby remedy this incompleteness? How could it ensure its life? The Gerber baby, no doubt, siphons the life force of whoever buys the products that bear its visage. Uh, or gains power by making other babies stronger, then what then is the motivation for this nutrition and, and to strengthen babies that resemble it? Could it be possible that babies are separate from what we are? Mm. Now, this is my new theory here, is that <laughs> babies... <laughs> 
Babies are a parasitic invasion that only feign their ignorance and weakness in order to be taken care of as they feed and rest up and gain strength for the upcoming baby war. Yeah, I'm into this. Mm -hmm. yeah. This is correct. Yeah. So I can hear you asking, if babies are separate from humans, then where did we come from? The stork idiot. Yeah. Oh, duh. The stork needs to remain secret, and the babies use this as a veil to claim that babies somehow turn into humans that grow up. And I would rather die than admit that I was ever a baby. Yeah. <laughs> or what if, you know how there's always those, like, creepy stories? My brother did this, where they, like... Little kids talk about their past lives. Yes. Like what if what if we are like some alien invasion, but for and they haven't figured out how to stop themselves from forgetting. Mm -hmm. So we oh. are the invasion. We have just forgotten, oh, and we no. our species has not figured out yet how to stop this. Are you telling me that the the baby contest that I won when I was younger was a lie? Yes. That's all I have. I'm, I'm, I'm turning this podcast around. Cam, please tell us about the baby contest you <laughs> won. I won, a, I won a baby contest when I was a baby. because Best mustache? What was it? Like best looking? Yeah. Yeah, it was the cutest baby because I'm cute as shit. Let's be real. Do you have a picture of this result? No. Like your mom, hold, like Nancy holding you like like fucking like the Lion King. <laughs> there's a there's a shrine. There, there is actually, I, I know where it is. There is actually like a small little like trophy that has like a golden baby on it that is in my parents' living room. Nancy, please tweet that at me. Yeah, no, like <laughs> mom, I know you listen to the show. Actually do send me a picture of this. I will share it. <laughs> Cam Kodak award-winning baby. Please put that in your Twitter bio. I was, I was. <laughs> Also, I think I beat out my brother, which is really funny. So, <laughs> yeah, I was cute oh as shit. God. And then I peaked oh right there. And then I peaked right <laughs> All there. downhill from there. I grew a mustache and they're just like, oh, God, okay. That's how there's always like fun facts about yourself. And I'm always like, oh, I won a Mario Kart tournament when I was like nine years old. It's Hell been yeah. downhill Hell ever since. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to play in Guitar Hero tournaments. That was it for me. Like, fuck. <laughs> so, when the stork delivers a young human to the family that looks similar to a baby, the baby then takes its leave, returning to the source of all baby kind, the Gerber baby, where it be. So I guess I'm also saying that babies didn't exist until 1928, <laughs> <laughs> which is which is a very cool sentence. We don't have proof. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I wasn't there. I, yeah. wasn't, I can't remember being a baby. That's right. So it returns to the Gerber baby where it will either become a soldier for the upcoming baby war or it has its life essence devoured by the Gerber baby, the ever incomplete mastermind of baby kind. I stated before that the Gerber baby wanted to ensure that its life continues into perpetuity. How better to do that than to offer life insurance? The Gerber Life Grow Up Plan is a child life insurance program where parents pay Gerber to have life insurance on their child. You can also save up for college this way. And I don't know if these commercials are on air today advertising this, but when I was a kid, I feel like it was like every third commercial yeah. was like the Gerber Life Grow Up Plan. I have like a vivid memory mm -hmm. of just some fucking like middle-aged woman talking on a like a in front of a blue background about the gerber life program wasn't it also just like give us a quarter yeah it was like give us a quarter a day or something yeah, like something that like and that. then we'll make your kid not die i don't know yeah it was something like super cheap and you basically just sold your life over to gerber hey that's exactly the point of this report <laughs> yep <laughs> um 
In the second phase of G the Gerber baby's life cycle, it struck a deal with the Gerber food company for an insurance scheme, and insurance is always a scheme, by the way. The company would be sent money by unwitting parents, and in exchange, the baby, the creation of the Hope Smith, would instead use its powers for itself rather than its creator or anyone else. The Gerber Life Grow Up Plan and Gerber Life Insurance siphon hope, lifespan, and nutrition from the account holder only to be added to the Gerber baby's own source of nutrition in preparation for the upcoming baby war. I keep referring to it as the upcoming baby <laughs> war as if it's like a foregone conclusion, which is very <laughs> like it hasn't happened, but it is inevitable. This is the end game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is. This is what happens yeah. when you don't get a lot of sleep and then you take your Adderall and then you uh, then you voice to text this report on the couch <laughs> while half asleep. I'm just picturing you sitting in your in your like your your game room, just like fucking just staring and like talking into your phone and Boogie's just like, what the fuck are they hey, doing? Cam, hey, Cam, the only thing that's different about that is I was laying down instead of sitting down. <laughs> <laughs> um Jesus Christ. Uh, somewhere on the planet that we call home or in some imperceivable dimension, the incomplete grim specter of stolen life known as the Gerber baby waits, gathering strength and forces to someday conquer this world where it would no longer need the pretense of a life insurance program or a product to sell. The babies will subjugate us and make us their slaves, not unlike we already are. Mm -hmm. However, the babies would no longer have to feign weakness and could claim anything that they want at any time. In conclusion, the Gerber baby is a wisp of a specter conjured into this realm by someone desperate for life force. However, this incomplete visage of the parasite race of babies was given sentience via its contract too soon, and that slowly became a blight on its master and a pilot of its own destiny for all of baby kind. And it now sits in wait as it gathers up troops and life force from the world to eventually accomplish the goals that the parasite race of babies had from the beginning. Never trust a baby. <laughs> the end. This concludes all known lore on the Gerber baby. Another joke for like five people, but this is literally what <laughs> next year's Destiny expansion's about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my my take on that, Nate, is that uh -huh. I think take that another thing that the the, the titular Gerber baby, um, I, I I I view that like life insurance payment is like almost like a like a mafia or like a like a like a mob boss protection money like you're paying mm. them and like they might spare you during the baby war we'll have to see when we come around to it but you won't know unless you pay you know they're little tanks yeah. made right. out of diaper boxes yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, i'm just like not that i wasn't not this before but i'm just gonna be nice to every baby from now on just in case <laughs> yeah we were just all so rude to babies in the first place <laughs> I am not a fan of the small children, uh, humans, but like, I am nice to babies, but yeah. no yeah. longer. Yeah. No longer. <laughs> will I, I, be. I will always be suspicious of them. Yeah. You should be. They're yeah. always looking at you and they're studying you for weakness. They tried to warn us with baby geniuses and baby geniuses two super babies, but we didn't listen. We had all the clues, Mr. Police. We did. <laughs> had all the clues. They were right there. They've been warning us this whole time. Look who's talking now. Yeah. <laughs> you know maybe the reason we've lost our memory is because we stopped eating baby food oh shit exactly maybe as soon as we stopped eating the gerber baby food we've just you're right i don't remember winning that contest <laughs> that's because that wasn't you is what i'm saying like like that was a that <laughs> I got really scared in real life <laughs> that wasn't you that was a different baby 
um, that was there before the stork brought you a young human from the I don't know from whence people actually come from. But that baby, that award winning baby is now with the Gerber baby at its side, much oh, much like uh, Desaad on, on the side of Apocalypse. That baby and I are destined to meet on the battlefield. All my baby photos, I don't look like my baby photos. I That's came what out, I, was I looked too. like a very, I was very dark skinned, had like black hair. I did not look like I look. Like. I was born a redhead and now I have no head. <laughs> now you look like the Gerber baby. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, Do you think if the Gerber baby could like talk because it was unfinished, it would just be like screaming, like kill me? It's Doodle, it's Doodle Bob. It's Doodle Bob for real. Yeah. Yes. That's basically what I'm saying is that like the Gerber baby is this like it was to be this like powerful baby a deity that would that would bestow life force upon its owner with like a blood contract from a demon but like it was incomplete and accepted as incomplete and so now it's this like it's like seymour's summon in final fantasy 10 like the like <laughs> the like chained up demon Fucking monster anima, thing. yeah yeah <laughs> it is frankenstein's monster yeah yes hope smith's monster i messaged cam earlier and i was like you know this show wasn't supposed to be what it turned into this didn't have to turn out like this. <laughs> this show was originally going to be like, huh, what's the deal with the Hamburglar? Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, have a good day. But now it's me just being like the baby war, the upcoming <laughs> eventual baby war with their baby lasers. We're like accidentally spinning this weird like lore that I am afraid of. You're creating a whole universe where I I want it to be an audiobook and I want Nate to narrate it. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing is I, I I I did a KFC report and then I did a Dave Thomas report and the Wendy's and KFC origin stories uh intertwine. Yeah. And so I like found a point to link them and now they're like I'm like I'm linking them all. Their fucking soul caliber stories have them meet on like chapter three. And it's then they the, split it's, up. Yeah. It's the multiverse. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, wait, wait for Hamburglor Endgame. Yeah. Uh, the buffet. Yeah. Oh no, it is, it's going to be, it's, uh, I am leading towards, I think, maybe some sort of cinematic thing because I, oh shit, I also linked the Chiquita Banana and Mr. Peanut too. You did. Yeah. Hmm. What is so special about Earth is what I need to figure out. I need to figure out what's so special about Earth. Is the baby the banana sun? The, Mm, no we can't don't don't put that on me i gotta figure that out on my own but anyway that is the end of my report on the gerber baby who uh steals life force to uh get ready to take back the earth from i guess what caitlin said was the uh we are already a parasite on earth mm. <laughs> cyclical life form yeah. wait when we die does the stork take us away and recycle us though okay hey, we and then brings us right back now. as a reformatted child uh, a reformatted child. <laughs> well, what if, what if, what else is it? If we see, if we retain some memories of being a baby oh or whatever the fuck. Then... Yeah, our past lives. We've just yeah. been reformatted. They because they are trying to perfect the formula for us mm -hmm. to find the baby to formula. The baby formula. <laughs> oh no. We are solving the ultimate question of life we're not solving it so much as we're just asking the sinister question <laughs> this is same lining thing. up with <laughs> destiny lore way too much i need to get yeah, out there's of a here. wish dragon and a big sphere <laughs> um we, we talking sword logic now okay um yeah the actually... gerber baby killed Cade six actually so. <laughs> okay 
<laughs> Caitlin, thank you so much for being here for whatever this was. Uh, where can uh, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, thank you guys for having me. This was a ton of fun. You could just find me at Caitlin Redwing on Twitter or at Big Swirt Gaming on Twitter and YouTube, where I just talk about video games. Hell yeah. Um, well, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening. You want to support our silly bullshit subscribing on whatever platform you're on and leaving us a rating or review would help us out as well uh if you liked whatever the hell this ended up being uh be sure to check out the rest of the shows we do at, at some good shows on twitter or somegoodshows.biz, where the biz does in fact stand for business and it always will you might just like those shows too uh, our show art and music is by zach russell their work can be found at, at cavity crew please go hire them uh you can find me on twitter at the candy man and you can find me on Twitter at at Victory Position. Uh, thanks again for listening, everyone. And remember, everybody asks, where's the beef? But not, why is the beef? <laughs> <laughs>